0: This is Joe Burns. And Beth West. Hey, thank you for listening to the Rock School Radio Podcast.
1: We think you'll learn something. Now
0: remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live. Thursdays at 5 and Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week.
1: Now enjoy this week's Rock School Radio Show.
0: Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. it's time for school rock school
1: With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns
0: Cocaine! 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 And
1: Beth West Normally you can go to a concert and not have to take a bathroom break Class is in
0: Rock School Radio Show. My name is Joe Burns, broadcasting Southeastern Louisiana University. Sitting next to me, love the glasses. Thank you. That's my
1: librarian look. I am Beth West, (laughs) the librarian. You're
0: going to tell me to shush the whole way through the show? definitely. I am very very loud,
1: but I will shush others.
0: We record this show on a Monday. If you've been listening at any length, you know we record on Monday, but it airs on a Thursday and a Sunday. We heard late last night, which would have been Sunday to us, Lou Reed passed away. It's
1: very sad. Right, so very a quick very
0: sad. tipping of the glass to Lou Reed. Not a lot of top 40 hits, but you know, I, along with a lot of people, don't believe the top 40 hits right. really are what makes the artist its influence. I
1: read uh, something that Brian Eno had said, that of the original copies at the Velvet Underground sold, they sold about 30,000, which is not many at all. Right. And he said, but of the 30,000 people who bought those, every single one of them started a band. Right,
0: and became successful. (laughs) Another piece of information that came out, John McVie, bassist of Fleetwood Mac, has been diagnosed with cancer. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Right. And they, because of it, have canceled their Australian and their New Zealand leg of the tour. So it's apparently...
1: Well, we wish him well in his fight.
0: Right. And uh, again, by the time, we don't know what kind of cancer it is, but by the time this show airs, you probably have heard the story and probably know Mm -hmm. the form of cancer that it is. But if they've canceled legs of their tour, it is something that needs to be attended to immediately so Beth when you go see a concert
1: uh-huh do you like an opening act it I just kind of accept the fact that opening acts because sometimes i like opening acts like I went to go see local natives a couple of weeks ago and their opening act wild nothing I had seen three and a half years ago and um I Show in Atlanta, and it was nice to see how they'd progressed. Yeah, but sometimes they're awful, and you just have to endure it.
0: That's that's where I am. I'm I'm past. I guess now with my age, I'm almost fifty. I I don't want an opening act anymore. I like double bills. I mean, two Uh major two two major major bands bands playing together. Yeah, but I no opening acts. I don't care that you're bringing along Bob and the Who Cares.
1: Yeah, well, sometimes big acts have fairly successful opening bands. Like I'm with you. When I saw Coldplay, I you know, don't, you know, I, yeah, sure, There's I like There's nothing Coldplay. wrong with Coldplay. Um, when I saw Coldplay back like five years ago in the Viva La Vida tour, they had Snoop Control. Oh, see, there you go. Open for them.
0: There's something Snow-p-trol. to that. That almost sounds <laughs> to me, talk. that almost sounds to me like a, a two-name
1: yeah, band. they're technically the opener, but people know Snow Patrol. Right.
0: I mean, the last time I went to see Van Halen, and not on the last tour, they had some local nothing blues band come out, and it's almost really? like I had to endure yes. you
1: yeah. until I
0: got to who I wanted. So we're going to talk bands today that opened, and really strange pairings. For example, Glenn Campbell opened for the Doors in the mid-1960s. How about that? Porter Wagner opened up for the White Stripes in 2007. Now that's Jack White.
1: Yeah, it's Kind of, yeah, probably before we knew Jack White's facets, many right. facets.
0: Little Anthony and the Imperials opened for Bob Marley and the Wailers in 78. That's that's because mm-hmm. they happen to be available. Mm-hmm, and yeah. Stick them on the stage. Just put them up there. And I remember this one distinctly. Falco. Remember Falco? Falco. Dear And Rock Me Amadeus. <laughs> that's him. He opened for Van Halen in
1: 1983. That is amazing. I just would love to have been in that audience to see the Van Halen fans. That's it. And, and you know that wasn't that wasn't a mistake. That was on purpose. That really? was a David Lee Roth thing. David Lee Roth was like, "What do you think of this, suckers?" This is
0: great. And I know it sounded like this. On Rock School. All right, talking opening acts, and you said you went to go see a concert well, that was just that's a not, bad pairing. That's
1: not one I saw. That was what I read about online because uh, the, recently the Postal Service did their 10-year anniversary of their album, Give not Up. Not
0: the people who deliver mail. Not the
1: people who deliver mail. Ben Gibbard's Side Project, the, right. the uh, main dude from Death Cab for Cutie, Um, they had that song, Such Great Heights. Everybody knows that song. Sure. Maybe you just don't know it. But he personally chose to have Big Frida open for them in their northwest dates that's a terrible pairing if people don't know big frida is called her nickname is the queen of bounce and bounce music is this hyper repetitive hip-hop where basically the only way you could dance to it is to shake your butt it's a twerk music yes think think the original don't well it's the original twerking music and right oh my gosh Postal Service fans in the upper Northwest area freaked out. They were like, Who right. is this person? Still, what is she doing? I still <laughs>
0: remember when uh, Extreme first hit. Now, most people, when they first learned about Extreme, they learned it through More Than Words, which yes. is that nice, slow acoustic piece. Yes. That's not who Extreme is. No. They are a heavy, heavy, heavy right. band. And they went out on tour with ZZ Top. And I'm not sure whether they finished their their run, I think they did. But what happened was they would come out on stage and you know, ladies and gentlemen, extreme and and they, people knew them because they had two hits. So people would just think, oh, they're gonna play more than words. Right. So it's gonna and, be you know, the wholehearted, yeah. which was also a twelve string right, acoustic. Yeah.
1: And they would come out on stage and kaboom. Just, who are you? Their name is extreme. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You'd think that maybe uh, they're not named ironically. It's just that, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's, this is a, not an
0: ironic statement. Yeah. I have here also from some websites people who went to see bad pairings, but you can also see, and I've, I've been to places where there's been bad pairings, all uh-huh. also concerts where there's been bad pairings. And You know, you sometimes feel bad for the opening bands. I know. They do knock themselves (sighs) out.
1: Yeah, they do. And so I always try to pay attention and I clap even though it's, I'm like, oh, get it over with.
0: Hurry up. Well, here's one. Crowded House. Remember Crowded House? I love Crowded House. Yeah, it, now, Crowded House is, I think they're Australian New or Zealand. New Zealand. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they're a cute little pop band. Yeah. That's what they great are. Great
1: pop songs. Right.
0: Socially conscious, but yeah, a pop band nonetheless. Yeah, but a pop band.
1: Sure. They opened for Rage Against the Machine. I'm that's, sorry. That's unfair. <laughs> that is unfair to Crowded House. That is very unfair to Crowded House. It says here the stupid Rage
0: fans were being impatient and kept shouting, Rage, Rage, Rage. They threw bottles at them. One of them hit Neil Finn, again, it's, it's unfair. He seems so nice. Don't, don't hit him with a bottle. I don't Come care on. about that. It's just unfair for the promoter of Crowded House to put them in that it position. It really is.
1: It is. It really is.
0: Here's another one. The most memorable ever, and I'm reading this from a blog, the most memorable ever was when I went to see The Clash at Santa Monica Civic Auditorium. Los Lobos was hired to open. Now, they're okay. from that area of yeah. the country. However, the crowd was brutal towards Los Lobos, who, despite horrible treatment, were absolute pros. They didn't freak. They played their set, which began with acoustic and then went electric, and by the end had won the crowd over. Good, good for, for them. them. Yeah, which is good what for an them. opening band should do. You're going to take the slings and arrows, but if you can win them over, good for you. Yeah, but that crowded good house for them. Thing, Unfair. That's too
1: far. Yeah, like, too I can far. see like later Clash fans kind of okay Los Lobos after a while, but the crowded
0: house. No, no, thank you. No, no. Here is Los Lobos on rockstar. Opening bands here on Rock School. Beth, have you ever, this is something that's never happened to me. Okay. Have you ever gone and seen an opening band that was brand new to you and then later became, boom, a big thing? Because I've heard that story from people before.
1: I feel like I have, and I just can't think of it because it's too early in the morning. Yeah, I I was actually just thinking that a minute ago. Like, who have I seen that that has taken off? I've seen bands when they were tiny and then they took off. Like, you know, like Maroon 5 with 100 people. Or,
0: right, but they but they were still But they were the, still
1: the, so yeah, I'm going to think about it and get back to you. Right, we'll because
0: I have stories here from people who went to see, you know, absolute nobodies, and right. then in a year, they were the talk of the they town. They are
1: like, wait a second, was that the people I was ignoring when I was waiting <laughs> right. for...
0: But I that's never happened to me. Yeah. Every opening band I have seen has either been somebody I know Yeah. or it's not like, you know, who in the world is that. But there are there's those
1: legendary shows where exactly. like these people went to go see Herman and the Hermits, but really Boom. someone yeah.
0: You got it. Nora Jones opened up for Willie Nelson. This is something, again, these are all from a blog. Nora Jones opens up for Willie Nelson's. They didn't even turn the lights down for her. Everyone ignores her, and later that year, she wins a Grammy, and I saw her. There you go. Wow. Nora Jones. Never never knew. Uh, Rush had an opening band for them back in the early 1980s, something called the Fabulous Thunderbirds. Never heard of them. Kaboom. Oh. Later on that year, they take off. Uh, it says here, around 72 or so, I saw this nothing group. Absolutely, never heard of them. The J something band opened for ELP six months later. They're all over the radio, and I learned how to spell guiles.
1: Heck yeah, yeah that's so awesome! There. I, mean, I kind of did think of one. I saw Keane in two thousand five, the the British band. I'm with you. And Regina Spektor opened for them.
0: There you go. And, and she, she I had success. never
1: heard of her before, and she was just up there with a keyboard, and I was in one of the front rows, so I could see directly up her skirt. Weird. But she was sitting at a keyboard and just not paying attention. Sure. But um, yeah, so now she's, you know, well-known. Yeah, but that's never happened to me. I need to go to
0: more concerts with yeah, Opening you X. should. And now I hate Opening X. Yeah. It's Jay Giles Band on Rock School. break here on Rock School. I'm going to give you a couple more quick ones. Beastie Boys opened for Madonna in 85.
1: <laughs> that oh one just God. makes me laugh. Okay. That's Hendrix, cute.
0: Hendrix opened for The Monkees in 67. Uh, ben Folds 5 opened for Pearl Jam in the 90s. That was that's, probably odd. That's
1: probably No, I think that that might have oh, been think a that decent worked? pairing. I think so.
0: Justin Timberlake opened for ACDC and the Rolling Stones. Really? Okay, that one is a little much.
1: Because I like Justin Timberlake, (laughs) but you know, in like, I feel like dancing... And that and ACDC don't exactly go together.
0: Bruce Springsteen opened for Ann Murray, August 3rd, 1974. Like my head New York just
1: exploded a little bit. Well, it's, it's And probably if Ralph Wood is listening, his head exploded too. Although well,
0: I'm sure he knows that already. It's, at that point in time, 74, Springsteen was probably, you know, I'll play... Anywhere, right? For any, for anything, you know, some one person will like me. Right? Out of a thousand, it'll be worth it. There's money, you bet. Yeah, I'll show up. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Uh, you, you you say you still like opening acts? Do you like double bills? Do you like the double bill things?
1: Uh, yeah. If it's, I mean, I don't go to a lot of double bill things. It's usually people that I'm like, eh, I'm not paying that much money to see them. So, you know, like the Elton John, Billy Joel things. Right. Would, like would you that. go
0: see those? What about if, the Triple Bills? Have you seen those now? It's Styx, R.E.O., the, and somebody that else. That, to me,
1: is just a music festival. I don't know. But they're usually people who are, like, had one hit in the 80s, and then, so they're all three bands trotting out their one hit, and then back catalog, blah, blah, blah. Right,
0: and they throw so, Foreigner in there yeah, as well. Yeah. Well, they've all had enough hits that they could probably play, you know, 45 minutes. Right,
1: R.E.O., Speedwagon, and stuff Sure. Like that. Now, my
0: question is... I guess this is my 50-year-old coming out. How long should a concert be anymore? That's what
1: I'm thinking is that three bands that are headlining together... What, how long are they playing for?
0: Right. Do they get an hour each, which means set up, tear down? You're there probably five, five hours. Yeah. Is that too long of a concert? Yeah. Or is that good? Because
1: if they're all headlining, then they all get the entire stage. Sometimes you go to an opening band, they're like, okay, you get these three feet in the front. Exactly that. And we have everything else Push set up. Push them off to the side, yeah. here comes the
0: headliner. Yeah. Exactly that. It's like, not to, again, talk Bruce Springsteen, because every time I do, I always say something that, again, makes Ralph come to my office and point at me. <laughs>
1: Love it, yeah. But
0: he plays for four hours in a concert. Yeah. No, that man. I like marathoning. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like him, but.
1: After about two and a half. I normally got it. I can I can <laughs> normally you can go to a concert and not have to take a bathroom break, but Springsteen, yeah. You're um, gonna have to take a bathroom break. I, I got it. And I've seen him play a jazz Fest where he only plays like an hour and fifteen minutes and it's like crushing his soul. Like he's like, I I'm gotta sure. go. I gotta go. I'm I sorry. <laughs> I know
0: it bothers it bothers him, but I don't know. How long should a concert be? And I think that's a fair question. Honestly You I, pay sixty dollars for a ticket, what how many minutes is worth $60? sixty dollars?
1: Yeah, and two hours, an hour and a half. I mean, I think he entertains for four hours. He does. It doesn't feel like four hours when you're there. Yeah, other bands, (laughs) you're like, oh man, the B sides of that thing that you didn't even sell. Really, you're playing that? Yeah,
0: I don't know. I'm thinking hour and a half, hour forty five minutes. That's usually, yeah. I got it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's usually enough for me. Yeah,
0: I went to see a play this weekend. I went to see Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. Funny, enjoyable. Could have ended a half an hour earlier.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I usually think that too. I get pretty (laughs) bored in the middle. I saw this one show, um, The Rapture played a 45 minute show. That's all they played was 45 minutes. And it was brutally good. They didn't stop. They just went and went and went. And at the end I was like, I can't dance anymore. I'm so glad they stopped. Hello, KFOK, San Sacramento, California. Hello, WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. You know what
0: happens? Dancing it up. You're getting old like me. I know. When, when that old, was
1: even like five or six see, years ago.
0: When an old and a young person get together, the older person doesn't get younger, the younger young person, person gets, gets older. older yeah. right. get I us can't on Facebook. dance
1: anymore on my hip. Get
0: us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show. Back in a minute. Okay, coming out of the break, have you ever seen an opening act be literally booed off the stage? No, they and I'm glad because I
1: might have to fight somebody. That's I have. just rude.
0: I have. I watch the group autograph. Remember Autograph, Turn Up the Radio? Okay. Turn
1: up the radio. Oh, I know that song. Yeah. I can't remember the man.
0: They were literally booed off the stage. They could not complete their That's show. Terrible. And it, I don't know why, because they weren't terrible, but after a while, as an opening act and you're a 1980s hair metal mm-hmm. band, it all starts to sound the same, you know, get to your hit. Yeah, play it. Play it. Get but to still,
1: it. I mean, opening bands play for what? Forty-five minutes, probably. If that. If you're in the audience, just chill out, drink a beer.
0: I'm. I'm kind of. Your people with will you be there. on in a minute. I'm. I'm with you there. Here's three. The Melvins opened for Rush. This is again from mm-hmm. different places I went. The Melvins opened for Rush, booed off the stage. A rush audience? Oh, they don't, don't seem seems, that I know. hostile and, and at all. Canadian audience? I mean, if yeah. Canadians start booing, they've like, done something boo,
1: wrong. Oh Sorry, boo! <laughs> <laughs>
0: my my apologies <laughs> Dad, but boo! All of a sudden, I was from Brooklyn. I know. So, yeah, you need yeah. to go a little
1: further north, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> Bachman Turner Overdrive opened for Commander Cody in the 1970s at the Fillmore in NYC. It says heavyset guys in black leather. They literally were booed off the stage could not complete their set.
1: I don't know who Commander Cody is. Um,
0: Commander don't even Cody worry about did, uh, it. I'm just
1: saying I know Bachman Turner over right. more than Commander Cody. So. Commander
0: Cody's big hit was, uh, my daddy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. That okay. was his big one. And the Stone Temple Pilots opened up for the- Surfers at an outdoor show. Uh, Scott Wheland was under a steady assault of beer cups and beer bottles, many of them full. He Says here, I thought they were pretty good, but nobody knew who they were at the time. And Whelan finally gave the uh, gave the audience the finger and walked. Well, you know what? Like,
1: good for him, because you don't need to be assaulted by. But I mean, you were there for a band that's called the. B- can we even say that? The whole yeah, surfers. We can. we can. And so their uh, their fans might be. But yeah. I mean, yeah, but they felt I don't know stupid. that. We can say that. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not good. Stone Temple Pilots right here at Rock School. Bottom of the hour here on Rock School. Oh, by the way, sorry about bleeping all of the mm-hmm surfers, but we checked it out with the general manager of the radio station, and he said,
1: It's in a gray area, uh, so we're bleeping.
0: Uh, uh, That's literally what he said. Uh, uh.
1: Somebody turns in right at that moment, Turns yeah. in right at that moment. <laughs> that would
0: be What's good. happening? Let's do the names once again. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Beth West. we get back to opening acts in just a minute, but first, seven days, 70 seconds. Here are the dates, October 28th into the month of November. We're out of hurricane season. Oh, yes, Thank you very much. These are the dates, once again, 28th through the 3rd, and something that happened on those dates in rock and roll. Beth has Monday. Go.
1: October 28th, 1999. Terrell Davis, late of the Denver Broncos, made his debut as a singer and hip-hop artist performing with rapper Legit.
0: Oh, and I'm sure it was yes. really...
1: I me- yeah. I remember it well, except that I don't.
0: Yeah, I believe he was the opening act.
1: <laughs> and he got booed
0: off. October 29th, 1971, Dwayne Allman is killed in a motorcycle accident Macon, Georgia. October
1: 30th, 1997, the Senate passed the La Cienga Act that closed the 1909 loophole that would have put all pre-1973 music copyrights in jeopardy.
0: October 31st, Happy Halloween 1970. Michelle Phillips and Dennis Hopper get married. They divorce eight days later.
1: Shocking. Not, not, not at all. November 1st, 1993, Bats Domino releases his first major label release in 25 years. Christmas is a special day on EMI Records. Good
0: for him. He's still out
1: there. He's still out there, man. Unbelievable. Got dragged off his roof in Katrina and <laughs> still kicking.
0: November 2, 1974, George Harrison begins a world tour. He was the first former Beatle to attempt such a tour. November third, 1995, an out-of-court settlement was reached between Hootie and the Blowfish and Bob Dylan over Over the use of Dylan's lyric, shot a man named Gray and took his wife to Italy. She inherited a million bucks and when she died, she came to me. I can't help it if I'm lucky. who used use the lyrics in the song, I Only Want to Be With You, but not before Dylan wrote it in his song, Idiot wind, and that wraps up seven days and seventy seconds. Okay, back into opening bands. This again comes from one of the multiple uh, news things that I went to. There was a guy who went to see a triple bill: Buck Cherry, Smash Mouth, and Lenny Kravitz. Okay, Smash Mouth okay. and Lenny Kravitz are pretty kid friendly. Yeah, yeah. Nice bands.
1: I mean, later on, Lenny Kravitz is in the Hunger Games. Right. So yeah, I got pretty
0: kid friendly. Good stuff. Buck Cherry not so much not so much no No, not at all it says here Buck Cherry opened the show and scared the living "Mm -hmm," out of all soccer moms and 12 year olds (laughs) here to see smash mouth Joshua Todd was completely coked out began using the mic as a "Mm -hmm," and started chanting cocaine 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 says here I remember all the kids and moms moving to safer areas in the arena however Buck Cherry absolutely rocked I
1: just remember thinking didn't
0: you people Check out who you know this though, band was. A
1: valuable life lesson for like kids. Yep. This is what drugs do. No offense. I would have loved to have taken a kid to the show, the Jane's Addiction show I saw yes. at a festival to be like children. Here it drugs. is. Drugs.
0: Here it is. That's drugs. I gotta be honest with you. At 12 years old, I probably would have dug the heck out of Buck Cherry. Probably. Cocaine, daddy. Yes. What's cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> Just to ask. <laughs> that it's Buck Cherry lit up on Rock School. Oh yeah. Okay, let's do one more before we get to the second break. Do a little short one here. Captain Beefheart. You know Captain yeah, Beefheart? Yeah, I do know
1: Captain Beefheart. He
0: opened up for Chilliwack in 1971. I don't here. know Chilliwack. They had a hit. Uh, they had a few hits. But the one that most people are able to do is because it has this silly little, you know, rhyming. Gone, gone, gone. You've been gone so long. You've been gone, 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 gone so no, long.
1: That'll stick in your head. It will. It's yeah. a
0: real earworm. But it says here the captain left the stage in disgust because he was booed off and it says here also not because the 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 audience was against him he was terrible was he I know and that's odd for Captain Beef Yeah, hearts. sometimes they just get a little drunk and say yeah, yeah. not going to yeah. do it yeah. Twisted Sister opened up for Iron Maiden I mean that seems like a decent pairing but yeah. Sister was always seemed seen like a a kids heavy metal band right
1: almost like they were doing like a parody pol- like pop Parody right. of heavy metal. Yeah. It says here
0: people were spitting and throwing drinks. D. Snyder started talking to the people that seemed to actually like them and said, You are the sister friends. And then started telling them, If anyone's mean to us, you need to blank them up real and bad. Then those people started getting hit with beer right. bottles. And they began to start fights in the audience, started by D. Snyder of Twisted Great. Sister. Why Good would job, you do that? D. I'm going to a concert and you're trying to get me into a fight? I did not want to get home in one piece. Thank right. you no. very much. And here's another one that seems like a a, a bad uh, pairing: Joe Jackson. You know who Joe Jackson is?
1: Yeah, that is she is really, she really going, going out with him? Me? Oh, we we're doing a duet. He's a jazz guy, mm-hmm. yeah. and he paired
0: him up with The Who. Oh, now see, I can see Pete Townsend. Really appreciating, yes, sure. appreciating Joe Jackson and saying, "Yeah, you need to come out. I'm going to introduce mm-hmm. you to an audience.
1: No. I think that's probably where a lot of these come from, too, is that, I mean, a band doesn't only just like the music that they produce and music just like it. They probably right. they have varied interests. But just because... You like them doesn't mean your audience will respect them.
0: Right. It says here the Who's fans were merciless.
1: I'm sure. This guy who
0: wrote it said, I was close to the stage and remember being hit with all manners of projectiles flying over my head and also hitting me by fans who just didn't have the arm to make the stage. Oh, man. Too bad. He said Joe Jackson finished the set, but it was it was hard. It was like but eh, what are you gonna do? Here is Joe Jackson. Is she really going out with him? Here on Rock School hey, Is she really going out with Cause if I Something going wrong around here
1: Something going wrong around
0: here Something going wrong around Second break here on Rock School. Now you can see I just have three pages yes. of opening acts. Let me yeah. just read a few of these for you because they're wonderful. Do you remember Missing Persons?
1: No. Yeah. You always ask me like if I remember people who are probably from like 1975 and I'm like, dude, I wasn't Around until three. Well, years this is later. eighty-two,
0: so you were a toddler. I was five. Well, there okay. you go. I, weird <laughs> Al Yankovic remember. opened up for them.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I bet that was a shock for everybody.
0: The Who opened up for Herman's Hermits in nineteen sixty-seven. I, I knew
1: there was going to be somebody crazy who opened up for Herman's Hermits.
0: Well, just remember what happened back then. Herman's Hermits really was the biggest thing right. in the world. Yeah. And the Who were on the up and come, and right. it was you know I I need to play. Anywhere. And they knew they were going to get a lot of exposure. Exactly that. So what you have to do is, at Herman's Hermits was the biggest thing in the world. So, so work
1: your way in. You got it. If only 10% of the people like you, it's still a big audience. You got it. Chad and Jeremy, remember them? I won't live in a world yes. without love. That's,
0: yeah, Sappy uh, stuff, make yeah. girls swoon. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of hits. Alice Cooper opened for them in nineteen seventy. Oh my
1: gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> I kind of love like thinking of just kind of straight laced audiences getting hit with something like Alice Cooper. I think it's I wonderful. Love that.
0: Yeah. And and you know, none of the girls cared. They no. were there to see these little yeah. mop-top guys who were, you know, Beatles wannabes. Mm-hmm. They were part of the Beatles. I mean, Chad and Jeremy came around because the Beatles sort of ushered in that Those kind people, of stuff. Those yeah. Yeah. people, yeah. What the heck? Uh, d- 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 Albert Brooks, the comedian, opened yeah. for Sly and the Family Stone in 1973. I think
1: that's a strange thing. To I went to a see, comedian. Yeah, I went to see this
0: band. Uh, it was a, a three-girls Expose, I think, was their name.
1: Yes, right. It yes.
0: was a, a studio or a a radio contest, mm-hmm. and we gave away a bunch of tickets. I also got to see Gloria Stefan mm-hmm. and the Miami Sound Machine. They were great. Oh, <laughs> they were great. Even if you don't really like that kind of music, alive. I'm sure it was a show. She was she was really wonderful. Uh, but these, you know, these young girls, the, yeah. the expose, you know, and they had a comedian. Come out and open for really? them. Now, let's remember, I'm twice the age of any of the females in the audience. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there in the balcony seats that they gave to the disc jockeys. And I'm laughing because I think the guy's yeah, funny. Yeah, I
1: wonder who the comedian was. If
0: he I'm ever... Some fuzzy haired guy. And he had fuzzy a ukulele. Haired. And he, he would cut a he joke. He had
1: a ukulele. Oh, he was funny. That's awesome. And open for right. That's And That's amazing.
0: He would cut a joke and I'd laugh. And like 30 girls would look at me and go... That's not funny.
1: What are you laughing at? <laughs> really,
0: yes, it is. So, Rush opened for Kiss in '75. Grandmaster Flash opened for the Clash in 1981. I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. And the B52s opened for the Who in 1982.
1: So there's a few more for really? you. Love it. Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain. Gracias. Low chaos. K-L-S-U in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I always want to juxtapose that. I mean, switch around the S and the That's um, right.
0: Put them around. Make All them right. us. Back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, on one of their first U.S. shows, Rush opened up for Sha remember Sean I had that television show with Bowser, Uh, right? right? And do you remember the Jackson family reunion tour after Michael did his thriller thing? He then got the family together, Mm -hmm. went on this massive tour. Like throwing
1: y'all a bone,
0: let's do it. It it set so many records for ticket sales and all of that. Their opening act was a street performer, a juggler. Really? Right. And what's really funny about that, I'll make you a bet it was great.
1: Well, I'm sure it I'll probably bet he was, was fantastic. Great. Except I just think that if it was a single dude and they were playing big shows, yeah. it's kind of hard to keep a whole audience with just like a dude throwing things in the air.
0: I don't know. When you watch that uh, when you watch that America's Got Talent thing, mm-hmm. and every so often they really hit. Yeah. I mean, people do freak some, out. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine. They probably had some really good stuff. And uh, I'll give you one more that's actually really interesting. Emerson Lake and Palmer. Uh-huh. Opened with Max Headroom. Remember Max yes. Headroom? Oh yeah. Yes. Well, it he, was
1: he was a computer, but a person.
0: It, right, which was it? it broke the space time
1: continuum. Yes.
0: it did. Yeah, he came out and did a comedy act show bit thing. So, and the one we're gonna play. Oh, real quickly, you were a fan of Expose. What was the Expose single? Oh, um, Seasons, Seasons Change.
1: change. That's right, I mm-hmm. loved that song when I was young. Oh my god. And
0: the one we're gonna play, King Crimson, opened up for ZZ Top. In the 70s.
1: I like it. Well, I, think I it's do good. too,
0: but you can just imagine ZZ Top was a Texas mm-hmm. rock. Southern rock. rock right. That yeah. was the audience. Yeah. And out comes King Crimson playing in 11, 18th time uh-huh. and all of this kind of stuff. And Robert Fripp playing 9,000 notes a second and just this artsy, fartsy stop. And dudes stops just and
1: holding their Budweiser <laughs> like, what the hell is this what? dude doing? <laughs>
0: Love it. I heard it on the X. It's ZZ Top. Right, let's go. Okay, last break here on Rock School. And uh, I should have asked you this question earlier on in the show. Have you ever gone to a concert... More for the opening band than you have for the headlining act? Twice.
1: Oh, really? Twice. The first one, I would say I went for Josh Rouse, who's like singer, songwriter dude, but he's really good. He opened for John Mayer, who I like some John Mayer songs when he's being actually, you know, really musical and stuff. But I went for Josh Rouse. And then I saw Frightened Rabbit open for... Uh, Death Cab for Cutie. And I really like right. Death Cab for Cutie, but I'd already seen them like three times and I'd never seen Frightened Rabbit. I don't know Frightened and they're Rabbit. They're Scottish.
0: I don't know. I, well, I'll have to look them yes, up. Yes,
1: they're really good. I later saw them in their own show and it was so much better. But the first time I went, I was like, I don't care that I just saw Death Cab six months ago. I'm paying the ticket just so I can see just Frightened to see Rabbit. That. Well, that's excellent. Yeah.
0: I no, I That has never happened to me, mm-hmm. actually. I've never seen an opening act over a headliner. Yeah I just don't have just that. Twice yeah, I just me. don't have that in my repertoire. Okay, we're on last break here, so let me wrap up a few things here. Gin Blossoms, opened up for Neil Young and Crazy Horse. My guess is he didn't have a a choice in that. Randy Newman opened up for Christopher Cross. That seems backwards to me. That
1: does. That seems backwards to me, too. A
0: reformed Velvet Underground opened up for U2 on their 1993 Zeropa tour. 1993, yeah. 1993. Oh,
1: yeah, that's when they did like a reunion kind of thing. You got
0: it. Lou Reed, speaking of him, Mm -hmm. was on that. Because he was
1: on that because he came back, yeah.
0: Kiss opened for Roger McGuinn. Of course, that's way early in their their career. Judas Priest opened for Speedwagon when they first made it to the United States. Oh, that's
1: so funny. Yeah. Uh,
0: Iron Maiden opened for 38 Special. That's another, like,
1: yeah, Southern Rock versus Mm. Heavy Metal kind of thing. Rock
0: Pile opened for Blondie. That's not bad. No. Dion opened for Frank Zappa. I'll bet the Frank Zappa audience loved that. Absolutely adored it.
1: Yeah, I feel like great. a Zappa audience is going to be open.
0: Oh, to just about anything. Yeah. You just
1: could, like, Give me what you got.
0: Sure. You could bring out a, a brass band. The mm-hmm. Zappa audience would love it. Yeah. And uh, one more. Martin Mull used to have a, a comedy act where he would set up a living room on stage uh-huh. with a guitar. And that was the opening for Bruce Springsteen in 1974. I don't understand it, but there you go. And the one I wanted to see and the one I want to play, Muddy Waters toured in 1978 and mm-hmm. brought along a band he thought was going to be big, Hall & Oates. Really? Wouldn't
1: that have been a fantastic concert? That would concert? have been a fantastic concert, because I love Hall & Oates. Yep. I think we talked about this last time, that sometimes they get some flack because they're Blue-Eyed Soul stuff, but... Yep. Hollow Notes is amazing. I think Muddy would, Waters and Hollow Notes together, that would have been great.
0: I think that would have won over the audience. I think they, so too. They would have been suspect against them for about a song yeah. or two, and they would have won them over. But I think
1: then so. Muddy Waters fans would just be appreciative of good music, and they can put together some music. Right. It's I pop think, music, but it's
0: good. I think a Muddy Waters audience would be a lot like a Zappa audience. I think They'd so be too. very open to it. And chill. Go ahead, kids. You got two songs. Yep. Okay, you win. Yeah. Right. Yep, you I'll listen
1: it. to the rest of it and not throw anything at you.
0: And that wraps it up we got to get out of here because of time. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Beth West. See you next week. Class is dismissed.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Everything going to be all right this morning.